Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Nishrapanchaya Shandaya Niralambaya Tejase Mukdanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harini Bhakta Kaya Ekade Haya Namaste Chitsaratmani Eta Veja Gatame Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Sarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self. Your own beingness. Your own divine essence, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. Jiva becomes Shiva. Enlightenment is your destiny. This is why you took birth. So you could make it all the way this time. You're on a path toward God, found within, as the inner expanse of your own self, your inherent divinity, Shiva. Well, from time to time, you get distracted along the way, like taking the wrong turn off from a toll road. It can take a while to get back to where you really want to be, but your destination is assured. Everyone in the world will get enlightened at some time. It's built into the system. The only question is when? This lifetime? Or a later one? Just like when you're driving on a highway, your progress toward your destination depends on your focus and consistency. 
When you persist, you make headway. When you're distracted, not only does your speed slow down, you could steer right off the road. I always loved a long road trip, the singular focus for a long time. I particularly love the desert highways of California, which is where I grew up and learned to drive. The road is so level and so straight that you just get into the zone. Steady, unwavering, peaceful, focus, consistent, smooth, a lot like meditation. The trick is behind the wheel not to doze off or zone inward too much. Playing the edge, hovering in that liminal zone between inside and outside, outside and inside. It's a great training for how to live your life. Because at any moment, a jackrabbit could bound across the road and you don't want to hit it. But you can't overreact. Or if you break or steer too hard, you could end up in trouble accommodating the changes, managing the flow. It's a worldly skill that supports you in everything. This worldly skill comes from a steady inner state that you know who you are, no matter what. Enlightenment is your destiny. This is why you took birth, so you could make it all the way this time. You have lots of other things that you came to do here as well. If we continue with the road trip metaphor, all that other stuff is scenery. While you're headed toward God, you do see a lot of scenery. You have to manage a lot of things. It's all your karma, of course, which you came back to complete another reason that you were born. And all those karmic repercussions trigger learnings. But I had a lot to learn, I got to say. All the karmic stuff that I faced and made it through, if that's what it took to teach me what I needed to know, well, I have to say I came in with a pretty hard head <laughs> and a hard heart. Fortunately, both have been softened up. Life has moved me through the process, which is another way of saying that I've been balancing past karmas. But Baba moved me through the process even faster and easier. And when it was sometimes painful, it was always pain I caused myself, like when I hit my thumb with the hammer instead of hitting the nail. Ouch! Been there, done that. That's all part of your jivaness, J-I-V-A, jivaness. Shiva becomes jiva. Shiva becomes you. The one divine reality, Shiva, becomes Jiva, an individual. All individual, all beings, all at the same time. Shiva is being all, even the rocks and the roads. But the Sanskrit term Jiva refers specifically to any living being, anything living. That includes your pets and all the critters living in your yard but they aren't going to get enlightened in this lifetime. And you are, at least I hope you are. That's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on your enlightenment. Shiva, the one divine reality, becomes Jiva, which is you. So that Jiva, which is you, 
can become Shiva. Shiva becomes Jiva, so Jiva can become Shiva, so that you come to know your own divinity. For Jiva is already Shiva, but in a state of forgetfulness. Enlightenment is simply recognizing, remembering who you are. A couple of months ago, I was in La Jolla to lead a retreat. We did our holiday retreat seaside in the town where I lived and taught for 25 years. It was a sweet reunion with many from those days and a lovely return to an old stomping ground for me. Sometimes I'd be walking or driving and turn the corner, finding that the buildings were so familiar. And other times, different corner, the old buildings were gone and new ones were in their place. I knew where I was, yet I was getting lost on the different roads in familiar terrain because so much of it was changed. It was a delightful contrast, new and old, the tricks that memory can play and the delight of new discoveries all happening at the same time. But while all of that was going on, I was still me both in the parts of town that had changed, as well as the parts of town that were the same. I am who I am, whether I'm here in Downingtown or somewhere else in the world. I am who I am, whether I'm with you or with someone else, or whether I'm spending time alone. I am who I am and who I always was unto lifetimes and lifetimes. I am. Shiva-oham, and you am. This is how I began our teachings article for this month. You have always existed. You did not come into existence when this body was born into this world. Your own essence is the ever-existent reality. That which you are existed before the universe existed. Deep inside. You already know this. The trick is to always know. That's enlightenment, technically self-realization. You realize that you are who you have always been. You are your own self. Shiva becomes Jiva, so that Jiva can become Shiva. An individual who completes their inner quest is called a Jiva Mukti. One who is free, mukti, while alive, jiva. This is self-realization, often called enlightenment. It's described and promised in the Kashmiri Shaivite texts. My Baba described it this way. Your own self is always manifest, but to see it, you need a strong yearning, a strong love, and a strong your own self is always manifest, meaning it's always there. Well, not there, but here, inside you, being you. Your own self is always present, not merely in you, but being you. Manifest means it is easily understood or recognized by the mind, as well as readily perceived by the senses. Your own self is easily found, for it is you, the one who is thinking, the one who is seeing, 
the one who is looking for the one who is looking. That's you. I like to describe the process as a process of backing into yourself. It's in contrast to the way you usually live. Most of the time you're jumping out of your skin looking here, looking there, chasing after things you want, or running away from your imagination, which conjures up mostly unrealistic fears. You live outside your body too much of the time. This is why I love it when you start doing the physical practices, the poses, the breathing, and the guided awareness practices. Once you start being here in your own body, now you can start exploring who's here. When you're looking around, you're looking at other things visually, or you're just thinking about them. You're moving outward, mentally projecting yourself into a different space. To find yourself, you back in. Like backing up a car, you back into your own body, coming home. Backing up, you have to go slow. It's not like driving forward, backing up is a bit slower. So you back into your own body. You get inside and pervade the whole interior space of your own physical form. We talk you through this process and many of the classes become aware of your toes. All 10 toes. All at the same time. And you get present in your body and then you back in deeper. Who is it that is in your body? That's you. You back into your own self. You be the one who is being in this body. That is you. And then you back deeper into your own unis, your own essence, backing into the progressively deeper and more expansive dimensions of your own existence, exploring through the multiple dimensions within, tracking yourself to your source, O Shiva, so you be that which you already are. Now whisper, I am. Shivoham, I am. And honor your own awareness, your own amness, your own beingness, Nama, I honor. Shivaya, my own beingness. Om Namah Shivaya. 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 So that you be that which you already are. This is self-realization. This is enlightenment. Just stay inside your own skin, even when you open your eyes. You're still you even when your eyes are open. You're still you even when you're breathing, even when you're walking and talking. You're still you, oh Shiva. Shiva becomes Jiva so that Jiva can become Shiva. My Baba said, the self is always manifest, but to see it, you need a strong yearning 
a strong love and a strong faith. Your own self is always manifest, always present, always accessible, always easy to find. You just have to look in the right direction, inward. But your mind is constructed to look the other way. Your mind is a concentrated form of consciousness with specific functions and a singular purpose. Your mind is constructed for the purpose of keeping you from looking inward to see who you are. Your mind is very good at its job. So your mind leaps up and goes gallivanting off. You know its favorite haunts. Maybe your mind loves to get lost in the past. Mine always loved the future. Planning, analyzing, strategizing for how to create what I wanted to create. That's how we ended up with an ashram. For my mind loves to build things and especially loves to build things that serve others. Some people love to cook so they can feed others. Some people write books or music offering that gift to others. Some people focus on entertaining others, captivating them with their stories or their emotions, even their needs and fears, anything to keep the other people engaged with them. Almost everything you do, whether you realized it or not, is about other people doing something to please them, to engage with them, to offer them something that is meaningful. This is jiva one of the most beautiful qualities that Shiva takes on to become the individual, Jiva, the relational piece of consciousness, that you are in relationship with all the other forms of consciousness. How beautiful. But you need to be you while you're in relationship with yourself in another form. Most of the time you get lost in all of that. Your mind, the metaphor, Baba used so often is your mind is like a horse that takes the bit in its teeth and it's going where it wants to go and you have no control over it. It gallops away with you hanging on, getting jostled and jounced, ending up with bruises where they don't show. Oh, what your mind can do to you. To keep from getting caught up in all of this again, you need a strong yearning, a strong love, and a strong faith. All of them have to do with putting your heart into it. Putting your heart into getting enlightened. You put your heart into lots of other things. You put your heart into some of your relationships, wonderfully so. Even the people that you have trouble with, your reactions are because you care. Your heart is there. You also put your heart into activities, things you love to do, things you develop skills in, things you return to again and again. You put your heart into certain movies, music, media, and personalities, people you'll probably never meet, but you care about. So if you want to get enlightened, you have to put your heart into it. This is what yoga calls yearning but it's also called surrender. I'll use an example. When you cannot see someone you care about, you miss them. With the pandemic, you settle for a virtual connection, but it doesn't quite make the mark. 
And then maybe recently or maybe in your future, you're going to see them. A real encounter, live, in person, close up and for real. And the reunion is so sweet. It's like you can finally relax in a deep and easy way. That's the surrender. Yearning is like missing someone, except the one you're missing is your own self. Since you live outside of yourself most of the time, you truly are missing the one that you are and yearning to know your own self. When you are your own self, you want to know you. Yearning is so painful. I remember, but it's a sweet pain. You feel the longing to know the self, which is you. It's complicated, I know, yet it is so simple. I used to experience it as the yearning to know God, but yoga showed me that the only way to know God is on the inside. For when you experience God, it's an inner experience. What you really yearn to know is the God within, your own self. When you feel you are Jiva, an individual who is separate from God, you yearn for Shiva, who is God, and who is you. Shiva becomes Jiva, so that Jiva can become Shiva. Your yearning is so important. One of the things it does is protect you. Baba said you need a strong yearning because it will keep you from getting distracted. You figure it out at some point. Yeah, I can eat chocolate, but it won't touch the yearning. Sure, I can go to a party, but it's not going to fulfill my yearning. Yeah, I can lay on the couch and do a TV marathon, but it's not going to it's not going to touch the yearning. So instead you do something that will fulfill the yearning. You breathe or you chant or you meditate. And then you are you. So you don't yearn because you're not separate anymore. You need a strong yearning, a strong love, and a strong faith, Baba says. Yearning is about self, but love and faith are about the guru. Love and faith are relational. There has to be two for there to be love. Ditto for faith. Of course, you can love yourself, but the experience will never be as warm and deep and overwhelming as love for another. And faith? Yes, you can have faith in yourself. This is a good thing, but it's lukewarm compared to faith in God and Guru. Faith in myself was a pivot point in my life, before yoga. I was in my late 20s when I took a look at my life and owned up to myself that I'd done some pretty stupid stuff. I could see that I'd faced a lot of problems and gotten through them somehow, but as I described earlier, most of those situations were self-created. Now, that could have made me feel like I couldn't trust myself. But instead, what I saw was even though I'd done stupid stuff and created big problems for myself, I'd gotten through them. 
I could trust myself to get myself through. I suddenly had faith in myself. I could trust myself to find the way. Wow. It really changed how I talked to myself. It really changed how I treated myself. It changed how I made decisions. It wasn't about avoiding fears anymore. It was about going after what I wanted. And of course, Baba came into my life right after that. And I saw what I wanted. He embodied all that I had been yearning for, all that I had yearned for over lifetimes and lifetimes. He embodied it all, so I went for it. My faith in myself made me able to do it, to go for it. But faith in myself, as great as it was, was lukewarm compared to faith in Baba. It took me a few years to grow into that faith, experience by experience, breakthrough by breakthrough. Going up in Darshan line every day and bowing in front of him, placing my head below my heart again and again. I was learning how to let his grace carry me, like the wind that fills a sail. Having been a sailor, I know I knew how to position the boat and the sail to get maximum benefit from the wind. So I did that with Baba, positioning myself for maximum benefit. Another surrender. Faith in my Baba makes me buoyant. Even if my sailboat sinks, I float. Baba takes care of me, and his grace takes care of all of us. Of course, he would say, it's all Nityananda. And it is. A strong yearning, a strong love, and a strong faith, Baba says. It's all about heart. Except really, it's all about your mind. The sage Patanjali in his text on the mind names all three of these qualities as essential for enlightenment. And he's talking about mind. In the first chapter, he lines them up in several sutras, just ticking them off, almost consecutive sutras. Chapter 1, Sutra 14, Satu Dirga Kalanarantaya Satkara Sevito Dridha Bhumihi. Practice is what you actively engage in for a long time, without interruption and with devotion. Sutra 20, Shraddha Virya Smriti Samadhi Pranya Purvaka Itaresham. The inner experience is attained by faith, along with strength of will, repeated recollection, and concentration of a higher mind. And Sutra 21, Tivra Samveganam Asanaha. The inner experience of self is closest to those with the strongest yearning. Love, faith, and yearning. Fortunately, the guru gives you all of these. Well, I can't say how it works for you. I can only tell you how it worked for me. From the moment I met Baba, I could not turn away from his love. I could feel his love for me, something I'd always wanted. He loved me 
Like I thought God should love me, but I had never been able to feel God's love. I could feel Baba's love. He loved me the way I'd always wanted to be loved. So of course, I loved him back. It was no great attainment on my part, for I didn't know how to love, not until Baba taught me how. How did he teach me? By loving me. Faith. This is not blind faith. This is faith based on experience. Well, for me, that's how it worked. Repeated experiences grew into trust, and then trust grew into faith. An unshakable faith, which is simply another word for knowingness, the inner knowingness that underlies everything. And yearning, my yearning took me to Baba. While he fulfilled it every day, he also nurtured it. The more I got, the more I wanted. My yearning grew and grew and grew until it completely overtook me. For the yearning itself is God. It is God arising in you, reaching for the God who is you. Shiva becomes Jiva, so that Jiva can become Shiva. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.